Hey guys, did you know that on October 13th in Minneapolis, Chad and I have a live middle of somewhere at the Parkway Theater? You can get tickets at 10,000laughs.com. We're going to have a bunch of incredible guests. It's going to be a really fun time. Also on the same festival, Chad and Kelsey are doing a show. You can get their tickets. It's a different night, so you can come see Chad and I on Friday and Kelsey and Chad on Saturday. It's going to be amazing. Tons of great shows on the festival. Uh, 10,000laughs.com. Also, just a selfish plug from me. Uh, if you're one of the few crazy people who love this show and also love football, I'm once again doing my show for the Vikings this year where I interview fantastic comedians uh, and entertainers who are fans of the opposing team. The opening episode of the year was Burt Kreischer and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last week we had Josh Dumel on, who is a Vikings fan. Hopefully at some point the Chatty Daddy will do an episode, but we're going to have great episodes every single week. Uh, check it out, The Vikings Tailgate, anywhere you get podcasts. And I have some dates too. I'm going to be in Fresno, San Jose, Anaheim, and San Diego this week with Burt Kreischer on the Tops Off World Tour, October 5th, Charlotte, October 6th and 7th, Raleigh, North Carolina, October 19th, 19th, yes, 19th through 21st, Atlanta, Georgia. Then I have Chicago, Salt Lake City, Hollywood, Irvine, San Antonio, Arlington, Virginia. Hey, Arlington, Texas is coming in January. Don't tell anybody. I'm not supposed to tell you. That doesn't matter. Portland, Oregon, December 14th. Tacoma, Washington, December 15th and 16th. Also wanted to tell you, hey, Fritz Nothnagel, friend of the show, has a new album out called Feature Creature. And damn it, damn it, damn it, it is so good. Get it wherever you get your comedy. Buy it. Stream it. You better make way. I can't remember the words. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while DJ revolves it. Hey, everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back. Across from me, as always, and God damn it, that feels good is Cyrus Amundsen. Hi, we match. We do. We match, and we match in a very you and me way where I am wearing a bulky sweatshirt to give my bird bones a thickness, and you are wearing very thin the t-shirt. thinnest t-shirt the on thinnest. the planet. It's not the thinnest t-shirt. Did I say the planest? It's the thinnest t-shirt on the planet. This episode is already over. Good morning. As the mist rises oh, God, shot. Oh. off of my powerful Ohio Lake and another morning dawns. Chad, I say to you, hello, and how'd you sleep? I slept great. Yeah, you did. Now, let me... You go. Go you ahead. See, okay, I just, I just want to say you slept in what has become a very polarizing guest room. Polarizing in what way? In the way that some people think it's the best guest room on the planet, and there are other people who think it's the worst guest oh, room on I'd the like planet. I'd like to talk to the people that think it's the worst, because it is absolutely the best. Okay. We are talking about a, you know when you go into a uh, what a deprivation chamber, mm -hmm, where sure. they put you in water, all your sensory, it's all like yeah. gone. Yeah. That's what it feels like in there. Okay, yeah. It is No windows. So it's 65 degrees, Okay. which, God damn it, do I love that. That's sure. how you're supposed to fall asleep. Because You've said that before. And I know, but it's true because you're, I've read so much about sleep because I'm not good at it. So your core temperature is supposed to get way down, and that's how you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think our circadian rhythm, when the sun rises, our core temperature gets warmer, and that's what wakes us. So to get the deepest sleep, you're supposed to be in a cold room. So stop being a wimp. And then there's no windows. It felt very personal. Yeah, it was. There, it is very cold. It is very dark. Very dark. It would be completely black if <laughs> someone 
outside the room that sure. sleeping outside that room didn't have to sleep with the lights on is little itty bitty baby Ethan. Yes, he's a light baby. He, he needs, sleeps with the lights on. He's a light baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he sleeps with the lights on. Well, but then he didn't he, go to sleep last night. He can fall asleep with the lights on. Okay, I think and then is, do they just, are they on a timer? I know, but when you say somebody sleeps with the lights on, that paints a very specific yeah, show picture me on the doll where he touched you. Yeah, that's yep. a very no, different it. situation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I don't need you insinuating that on the i'm not insinuating i'm telling you you said fuck you said some people fall asleep with the lights on they don't need to sleep with the lights mm-hmm. on and what i was saying is people that need to sleep with the lights on there's trauma do you think you have a hard time falling asleep because you're so overtired from tap dancing around your own words all day wrong all day wrong all day, all day wrong. long oh, and the show wow. cody shoot me to death right now Viking funeral me in my big, beautiful life. doesn't end with you scratching the itch in your throat with a shotgun, I am (laughs) going to be fucking furious. Now. Yeah. It is is the greatest room. I'm going to tell you you something. Here's the thing. You came up, you went to bed like a man who Like a man. You hear that, Cody? It's about time. You went to bed like a man who hadn't slept in weeks. That's how you looked. That you were I slept three hours the night before because mm-hmm. I had to get picked up early yep. and then I uh, had a very long day and then uh, but this morning this morning you look incredible you look raring and ready to go so you must have gotten hours I got yeah I I slept more in a deep sleep continuously than mm-hmm. I last night than I have slept in I'm gonna say six months really so now I does that do you think I'm gonna? What I'm gonna do is move into I'm my gonna, house. Oh no! I'm just gonna recreate your room in my own home. Okay. Or I was gonna do a golf simulator, and now I think I might just do a sleep simulator. Chamber. Yeah, because that that room does have a. Although we've spruced it up, I think it's got a decent decor. It does have a "you are in prison in my home" vibe to it, if you and said, that's what some people don't yeah. like about well, it. Well, I would think if you're so, I've never stayed here for more than three days because we would kill each other. Yeah, but we love each other, but we would kill each other. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's maybe that's more about you than it's about me. I think I could spend an exorbitant amount of time with you, and that might be the problem. I think that if people are here for a week, sure. it definitely feels like food is going to get slid under the door. Sure, sure. Kind of a thing. Yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. Okay. But for one day. When you need it, yeah, that's the greatest room on planet Earth. So it's got to almost incentivize you to come more. I mean, I'll tell you what incentivized me to come more. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, Nobody needs enough. any part of that. Yeah. So I, I haven't slept well. I think I've told you this before, but I slept from about 11 p.m. until noon. Mm-hmm. That's 13 hours the day before Isaac came home from the hospital. Okay. And I have not had a good night's sleep since then. Right. Because I heard him just shift a little bit in his crib and was out of my bed and in his room. It was almost like an I Dream of Jeannie blink. And I was just in there. And then all he was doing is like kicking his feet. And I'm like, oh, sure. this is going to be, the, this is it. I don't sleep anymore. Did you have the, when Isaac was born, did you have the, oh my God, there's not, this is the life. <gasps> Everything is ch- like, you know how some people describe that moment, which I believe to be biology. Mm-hmm. Uh where it's just this overwhelming love that you didn't realize you were capable of feeling. Did it was is that something you had when he was born? No, I was more like I have to get to the store and get some Nyquil and Benadryl to keep this baby asleep. Oh sure, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I had. That was a, great. I, I love that guy. I did have. You did sleep well. What did you? What was that like? Um, <laughs> I know that had, I had a, so much energy. Yeah. If you think I'm losing in Gergamu today, you can fucking bend your dick around and fuck yourself because <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Now, uh, I don't know if you bend your dick around, but I, but I haven't slept with, but last night I have so much energy right now because obviously I went to, you went and had it, got a coffee, you got a gigantic coffee. You got Jenna Bear a coffee, which I got Jenna Bear a something. Sure. Can I read it? Let me go ahead. Let me read the order. Yeah. So, I mean, she doesn't love being called out on the podcast. I'm not calling her out. I just want to, I'm not calling her out. I just want to, I'm calling out. This is an interesting order. Okay. Customized rep- recipe, it says. Okay. Uh, one half decaf espresso roast. Mm-hmm. So half decaf. Okay. Four shots. We've okay. upped it to four shots. We've downed it to four shots. They put six in there. Uh, Starbucks is poison. I don't know. Do you? Th- I'm not good at fractions, but do you think you could just do two shots of normal espresso? 
Seems like a lot less math. Oh, I thought those four shots are of the... I don't, I'm not interested in this. Whatever is happening right now, no, no, no. I couldn't be less interested. I know. In. Four pumps, apple brown sugar. Yeah. Should we just get her in here? No. I think I do think she has a ridiculous order. She's busy upstairs. Why is she busy? She sends so, it, and I go pick it up, and then I know. we leave. No, no, no. I'm not. So I, I didn't know how to order this. So I hold the phone up, and I go, Can you, here's the order. Please read it. And then the lady made the order. Mm-hmm. And I go, I don't think this is right. Yeah. Because drizzle means, I, Olivia loves whipped cream and drizzle on her stuff. Sure. So drizzle means there's whipped cream, but there's no whipped cream on the drink. So mm-hmm. I'm like asking all these questions. And she looked at me and she goes, hey, I made what you showed me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I don't know. And then, so then I go, is there spiced apple drizzle in here? And she goes, we don't have that. And I go, so then did you make what I showed you? Because I don't think you did. Because right. let me show you again. Yeah. And right on the bottom. There's a level of lower Ohio anger okay. that exists in these parts that I, I know you like to have a I little. I feel at home. I, think, I know you like to have a little Chad in public moment. But this is the sort of place somebody might shoot you through the heart with a crossbow. I'm okay with that. I yeah. don't listen. That'd be a great way for you to die. Oh wow! That would be a great Seriously, way for you to die. Fucking Hunger Games. I would love somebody, but I would love it to be in a unique place. Like I don't want you to get shot to death by a crossbow in the woods. What I want is you fucking run in your mouth, right? You know you crossed a line, and you know you're going to have to reel it back in later, as is tradition. Yep, I count to ten, and then I realize what I've done. But you don't realize who you've upset. You don't understand that the guy working at the Sabaro at the stadium sneaks his fucking crossbow in mm-hmm. because you don't ha- he doesn't have to go through the rigmarole that all the people watching the game are. And as you are fucking on your way back to your seat, all of a sudden, and he just fucking plucks you, arrow through the chest, yeah. you tumble, land on the field, flat out just shot dead. That's a fun way for you to die. Unusual weapon yeah, for, the, for the, the environment. That's, I don't think you can that's roll a with big an arrow time. through your chest, but I see, what you're, I see what you're getting at. No, no, I think you're, I think you're stumbling, and then when you... Oh, like, I, the now arrow's I get through, you. And then when you land flat, it... Yeah. Yeah. I would like someone to shoot me in a church with a crossbow, and then somehow I lean forward and it looks like I'm praying, and then that's going to be confusing for a lot of people. Okay. That's what I would like. I thought, and by the way, let me turn to the camera here. I would not oh, good. like that. I thought I, it might be funny, but yeah. I would not like that. Yeah, you really, Don't think you're doing me you any should, favors by luring me into a church yeah, with your cross you, bro catness. You can't talk as much shit about the Catholic church as you do and then just be like, I'd really like to get killed in church. <laughs> yeah. I'd really like someone to take a, a like wilderness a weapon and Dan Brown uh, novel honk me down in uh, in a in a in a church. Yeah. So anyways, no thank you. The point was, um, I've started getting cold brew at Starbucks because mm. if people remember from way back, I would ask for three shots and one pump of vanilla, and mm. it would get all fucked up. Yep. So I when I that. saw this, I was nervous. Showed it to the lady, and I still think she messed it. Hey, Jenna's been pretty happy with it. Oh, good. How you started taking something? This is not a plug. You started taking something called Beam. Oh, Beam to help. I, you I will sleep. tell you. I'll plug it. We. This is not a sponsor, but Beam. I think they do sponsor podcasts, so it's like I guess you could call us. But it is uh, very incredible. It is. Uh, you put, just put two scoops in a little bit of water. Yeah, we might have it's even got talked magnesium. about this. Sure. We're so bad at the show, but like so it has been working. It, it has been it helping. Has, yeah. So I'll have it. Uh, I, we watch Kelsey and I watch a uh, a show, Better Call Saul, and we watch an episode before we go to sleep. And, oh, cute! And so halfway through the episode, I'll go make my little beam. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and then by the time it's done, I am absolutely ready for bed. You're conked. Yeah. You and because you struggled with Ambien, right? Ambien. Oh my God, Ambien. So I have a couple stories. First of all, Pete Lee on the we we went to Hong Kong together, mm-hmm. and but we not on the same flight, and he was with his wife at the time, and they were flying, and he took Ambien when he got on the plane, mm-hmm. and he was telling me that all the flight attendants looked like wolves, and he was freaking out. Ugh. So the Ambien story for me was. I was taking it and they go, hey, there's side effects. It can kind of make you a little cuckoo. And I was driving my kids 
to a elementary school to play at the park. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I didn't know. This is a road that I had to drive on every day to get to my mm -hmm. house. I didn't know where I was. Yep. I did not know who I was. And I looked in the back and saw these children and didn't know who they were. Okay. So I was like, ah, oh my fucking God, what's going on? Did I steal kids? And I had to pull over and it took me a while just sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. Sure. And the kids are like, dad, what's happening? Dad, let's go. Dad, let's do this. Dad, come on. The park, the park, the park. And I th seriously think I'm like, oh, maybe I stole these kids to kill them because they're mm -hmm. so fucking annoying. Sure. But... I, can't, I finally remembered like all, and, and I was so nervous that if I started driving again, it would happen again. Mm -hmm. There was a real freak out moment. Sure. So Ambien is a little bit scary. This podcast is not brought to you by Ambien. I have a friend had have, uh, who knows? And their mom. Seems like there's a better took, story there than whatever's happening took here. Took Ambien. Well, sometimes people pick sides when you get divorced. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. So their mom was on Ambien. Mm -hmm. Their dad woke up. Mom wasn't in bed. So he's like, holy Ugh. shit. It's winter. Door is wide open. So he goes driving around and he finds her crawling across a highway. Like skinned, yeah, fuck? skinned up knees, freezing cold because they were just in their pajamas and it's wintertime in northern Minnesota, crawling across the highway. And if it would have been another car, who knows, right? Yeah. But he was like really intently searching for this woman. And so found her, had to bring her to the emergency room because she had her hands were kind of frozen and, yeah. you know, could have had frostbite and stuff like that. I think she did get frostbite, actually, but she had walked through a field behind oh. their house to a highway and was crawling crawling across the highway. I think, I mean, listen, allegedly, well, yeah. not allegedly, these are real stories, so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fucking horrific. I've, I've never, uh, I've never had to take anything. I've done the magnesium foot baths that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. I, mine, I do the thing where it just piles on top of you when you get a bad night's sleep and you can't fall asleep. Yeah. And then your brain's like, it's so important that you fall asleep tonight. Right. Because of last night. Yeah, a lot of pressure. And then, and then that just piles and piles and piles. At, when I did Montreal, uh, the stress of performing there, I, it was funny. I didn't even like necessarily feel it. Like, oh, this is an important moment. Mm -hmm. But it... Montreal is a comedy festival that can get you a lot of good things. Yeah, it presented its where all of a sudden I was like laying down the night before the show because you have to get in early and you do those practice sets that they used to do. Ooh. And uh, well, they I they, didn't do a practice. They set. did it in the two thousands. I don't know what they did in the eighties. And in the eighties, uh, here's uh, so I went. I got drawn first to go after the host. Yeah, and he was so he fucking ate shit so hard that Great. people were angry. And so I get out there and I'm just like, well, what the fuck did you expect? You thought I was going to save the day? I'm yeah. a new face. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't thought I was going to save the, the old day. face ruined it. Yeah. Then I met him again several years later, the host, and he made me laugh. So I was dying watching his set. And so I went up to him after and I having some drinks and I go, yo, dude, I got to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. what the fuck was that shit at new faces? And he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you saw that? I go, saw it. I followed it. And he goes, oh, I am so sorry. I actually didn't know who was on that show, but I did. I've always thought, I hope that I get to apologize. So he had just broken up with uh, like the love of his life at the time and was just getting wasted day in and day out and was so bitter about everything. Yeah. So he went out and just basically told everyone to fuck off for 10 straight minutes. And then they're like, all right, here's a new face, Chan Daniels. And I hey, welcome a like, guy for his most important set of his entire life. And I'm just like, hey, doesn't doesn't my name sound like Jack Daniels? Pew, pew, pew. pew. And everyone's like, we just got told to fuck off. So, uh, so then I asked him about that, and he told me. And then we, like, whatever, didn't hug it out, but... You know, shook became hand. friends yeah, until yeah, you got absolutely. divorced and he chose your wife. Absolutely. Ex-wife. But, but his, uh, guess what? His fucking mom all side from Ambien's. Uh, but I, I saw him in a movie recently and I thought I'd be excited. But my initial reaction was this motherfucker. Fuck this dude. You can never shake that. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a really hard thing to shake. I, speaking of horrible performances, 
Do you know how... Should we get Jenna down here? So, you know how you shouldn't... The reason that you have a manager and an agent is so that requests for your presence can come through those people because they are well-versed in the ability to say, hey, is this a performance in a garage? You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, and also, if you have a manager and an agent, they are the filter in which when I say, no, fuck that fucking club, and it goes through them, and it's like, I don't think he's interested. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all, they, they serve a very good purpose. I took on oh. a corporate event a few weeks ago. I agreed to it last spring. Somebody messaged me on Facebook, which that's a red flag. Yeah. I mean, maybe eight years ago, you're like, I think this is probably a really reputable, reputable, reputable. Did I do yeah, that one right? Reputable, yeah. I think this is a pretty reputable offer from a reputable person. Yeah, they're just typing like, "Hey man, uh, saw you in Taco Bell talking to some teenagers. Thought yeah. you were real funny." Yeah, I think that t today, this, the people who are like, "I want to book that guy," I'm gonna reach out through the third most popular social <laughs> yeah. media medium and see <laughs> what his availability is. So I went down to Chantaje, and uh, which we're very close to Chantaje. Right. The airport for Cincinnati is in Chantaje. Yeah. Now and you're not necessarily close, but Cincinnati's pretty close. Yes, we get it. When you land here, it takes a while to get to my house. Would you like to tell the people about that, or can I continue with my fucking story? I was going to say, you can, there's four different airports you could fly into because you're an hour from each of them. It's fine. Lake Country isn't an easy <laughs> access, Chad. Oh, you mother. <laughs> so we, uh, somebody messages me and they say, I have a textile business, which to this moment, I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, is that, I believe it's fabrics. Cody, why don't, why, why don't, well, I'm going about this, Cody. Why it don't is, you... it is, it is different. Like if you were going to get the interior of your car redone, then you would have to talk to someone in textiles. Okay, so it turns out I'm pretty bright. So it is- Cody, can you Google if Sai is bright? <laughs> so textile, he says something about having a textile company or fact, I don't know, some shit. And- uh, You're gonna say factory? Let's finish that word for sure. I, why, what did I say? You said, you started to factory. say fa factory. Let's make factory. sure you finish that one. Yeah, factory. because when you go right by it, <laughs> then all of a sudden now we've got we've some got a, yeah the show ends not by yeah. our own homeowner homeowner <laughs> factory. So he messages me, and I do what is tradition for me. I thought that was very funny. When somebody when somebody messages me personally about a gig i send them back a number that i think well they're just going to delete their account and not message uh, me anymore you, uh, not like a uh, an amount a of financial yeah. number yeah. and then he came back and he's like we'd really love to have you but i can only give you this much and almost no one ever like i'm always the dead end right yeah, when exactly. they're like i'd love to have you and i'm like how about this? And we never hear from him. He came back and this is what, you know, if you're listening right now and you're trying to book me, this is the strategy. He was like, <laughs> Oh no. How about not that? How about just a hilariously small amount of money, but I'll say how much it is. And I went, well, that's money. And so I accepted because mm -hmm. it was a drive from my house. I can get there. Right. And I went down and I performed in a warehouse mm -hmm. For this guy, his son, his son's wife, two of his son's friends, and a kid. Oof. I did 45 minutes. So this is a family business, and they're sure. only inviting employees. Don't fucking know. I performed for that small familial group, Yeah. and they all, I think, had a really nice time because they were all complimentary except the child because I'm sorry. I'm not talking to your, your small child after the show. And I like kids. I think they're great. But I'm not like, what'd you think of the show, bud? Yeah. yeah. Should we talk about the fairly odd parents for a while? What the fuck yeah. is happening Hey, can we right get now? a picture of my son on your lap? That'd be cool. Can you move him over towards the middle? And all of yeah. a sudden, you got to fucking explain yeah. that stuff. No, Good there's luck. a lot of different stuff. Yeah, no, you the know, kid yeah. goes on the opposite side of the mom from me yeah. in all photographs. The mom sits on my lap in the middle. I'm not about to get bait biked. 
into being canceled, <laughs> right? There's some family like, you know what would give us a lot of pub in the textile industry? If we could get some sort of swirling controversy where we're the victims. Now, there's a real fucking stupid comedian whose career has plummeted. He lives up in near Mason, Ohio, but not in Mason. That's where the rich folk live. He lives out in poor lake country. Now, oh, poor lake country. Here I we believe go. There's never been a fucking more... Rich you can't say it's not... You can't call it a fucking trench for five weeks and then say it's rich lake country I'm, i listen i'm saying it's not a lake but the land around this swamp is prime listen to me here's what we do we get this stupid son of a bitch who's desperate for financials and for any sort of positive reinforcement there since we his, go that's the real one since his career took a shit <laughs> Okay, we're going to bring him down and say, you're going to perform for the textile company. He's going to get here, and he'll see it's just about five, six of us. Now, you'd think he'd leave, but he will not. This is a desperate, desperate man. He'll stay for the entire performance. And then at the end, we say, hey, why not a picture? And we won't pay him for, for the picture, right? So in his head, he'll say, well, I guess this is, I got to take the picture because he's too polite to say, just give me my fucking money, you textile monster. And then... We'll slide Willis next to him on the couch, and you tell Willis when we say, say cheese, that Willis puts his hand on the comedian's crotch. And boom, we throw it on Instagram and say, this man has hurt our son. Everybody support our textile company. Willis, Willis, I said, ham, that's your mouth, son. That's your mouth. We've been through this. They just train him, and he's just such, he just comes from such a low-rent textile family <laughs> that he can't put it together. He's like just trying to elbow my crotch. He's like, Willis, the fingers, Willis. We ain't going to get no money for an elbow, Willis. It looks like you're leaning. <laughs> so it, I, it was, I still haven't been paid. They were supposed to put a check. Oh, no. Hey, so shout out to if you're watching and i can't imagine you are because you scammed me into performing for you and you know your weird fucking family <laughs> oh i love it so much i'd like my tiny amount of money i saw theo vaughn do it theo vaughn went on his show because somebody scammed him and a bunch of podcasters out of millions of dollars and i thought whoa hey yeah you didn't see that uh -uh. i don't watch podcasts you know that <laughs> i am aware and so uh <laughs> I, I saw him, you know, and he got a lot of support behind him. So here I am saying to you, I'm not. Now, Theo mentioned the person's name. I'm not going to do that because given the amount of money I'm owed, I don't yeah. think I can afford legal <laughs> representation if this goes south. But I would like my minimal hundreds of dollars or else textile family. I think you I think the mentioning the name is the way you get paid. I, I'm aware of that. I'm just not sure. I'm not smart enough, nor confident enough, nor have I communicated with any legal rep. I'm assuming that when Theo went on the show to say that stuff, he had somebody who's like, this is what you can say and this is what you can't I say. I promise you can say their name. Say it. Go ahead. I promise. I, d I don't know that I You're a guy who got sued I, by listen, some fucking small town. Let him have it. Here's what I would do. Shit bar. If you say their name. Allegedly. If you say their name, all you have to do is say three other facts that are almost true, but not quite true. So you can really give it to him. Go ahead. Look into the camera. How does that work? I don't think it does. I'm trying to get you sued because I need, listen, I'm so sick we of need trying the material. to, yeah, yeah, that's we what need, I'm saying. We need, we could serialize this show and we could just follow the trial uh, and my subsequent divorce from, you know, really shrinking my family's already small funds to go over and, and, and go after and capture a small, listen to me, give me my money. I mean, it it's could, my money. It could end this way, though. You fucking textile hey, everybody. monster. This is Chad Daniels, and you've landed in the middle of somewhere. This show is brought to you by Size Textile Company. I mean, you never know. I would love to be a textile magnati. Listen to me. I'll, I'll... Hold on a second. Magnati? Yeah. Is that a thing? No. What's magnati? I will mean? tell you this, though. Familial, and what was the other one you said? Reputable. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. Thank you. What's yeah. Magnati mean? Magnati might be an Italian car company. I don't know. I think this is. I think this is the one time that you're going to be the dumb guy. I think Magnate. Can you, Cody? Can you look that up? It's no way. Boom! Listen to this. Hey, There's... everybody! Why don't you come see Nathaniel Ratleaf? 
there's fucking weirdo. You fucking. It's two not Magnati. Slap it, mouth. I'll tell you, it's yokels. It's Magnati. It's not Magnat or whatever he it, said. It is Magnat. So I'm going to tell you something. Magnati is maybe how it's broken up into syllables. When you look at it up in the dictionary, there's two fucking dots in between the three things. And it, but it's not magnetic. Listen to me. You want you want me to do it? You want me to do it? Do what? I'll set your fucking textile factory, which has got to be at best that warehouse that's on back of your property. I'll set it on fucking fire. Yeah. Look into my eyes. I've lost a lot, and I want my fucking few hundred dollars so I can pay Cody's dad who painted my deck. I have debts. And I'm cycling them. It's the only reason I took the job, you fucking textile magnet. I will do it. <laughs> give me magnet. Give me my fucking money. Before I stick you to the refrigerator, you fucking magnet. Oh, I'll stick you. You're going to want to be stuck to a refrigerator after I set your business and house on fire. Because they'll be warm. <laughs> Sorry, you wanted me to do it. I did. You can't I promise. Did. I'm just, here's, here's what I know. Here is what I, I can't know. imagine how little this is. Here's what I know. Let me real quick okay. here. I'll show you how little it is. I don't need the people to know how know little you know it is. Um, After we recorded the last episode, I held your elbows and asked you if... <laughs> That's how much it is. <laughs> oh my God. It is such a small amount that you put the dollar sign after it. That is fucking crazy. Did you put it after it because now you're from Italy? Magnate? <laughs> oh my God, that's fucking funny. That amount, if anything happens to you by saying you're going to set their textile company on fire, that's not going to help at all. I just oh, don't no. think you should treat people like that. Here's the, the moral of the story. What did you start with? What was the amount you started with? Can I ask? Are you going to write it down? Yeah, I also <laughs> write it down. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, there's it's a, a whole really other digit in that one. <laughs> there's a whole other digit. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I lost more money to you in left, right, center last time I was here than that. I'm aware. Oh, and here's the thing. shit, that's funny. And that left, right, center money got me some new carpet. But now I got to take care of my deck and I need, I need this family to step up to the plate. The oh, moral of the story shit. here is I have done some bad corporates. Yeah. I'm going to say this is the worst. I have made a decision. And by that, I mean... My wife has told me I've made a decision moving forward that any and all corporate work will be booked exclusively only through my corporate through agent. Her? Oh, okay. I, was gonna oh, say. I would love that. I would love that. She just sent me down for half of that number, the, the first one. Oh, that is, that's fucking incredible. The, I think I'm at the point now where when I, there's an amazing company, I think you know them as well. Uh, GL Berg in Minneapolis. Yes. So they are an amazing company. And when I when I started doing corporate work, they were like, "Hey, here's the cool thing. We know that you've been you've got a lot of relationships and you've been doing a lot. We will book you corporate work, but you're free to also do whatever you want." That's nice. But I think it's one of those things where somebody goes, "I think I want to see other people," and you go, "Yeah, you should do that." And then you just walk away because you know you treated that person well. Mm -hmm. And they get out there and they're like, I don't want to date other people anymore. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I think Nate uh, and, and Gary and the wonderful people at GL Berg have really, you know, I think they know what they're doing by sending me out into the wilderness sure. to negotiate my own textile deals. Yeah. Well, you're not good at it. I'm quite bad at it. That is, uh, that's interesting. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that's not a lot of money. I'm just saying where you started, I figured it was much higher. Yeah, it's not. So Gilberg, that company is great because you do need representation. Otherwise, what happens to you happens to everyone. Yeah. I mean, you end up threatening a family. Yeah. To burn sure. their stuff down. Yeah. There's call not it their stuff, their house and the warehouse that I believe to be their business. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of their stuff. Yep. So there's also college agents 
mm-hmm. which I will tell you, I used to be like, I don't need a fucking college agent. They're so helpful because you yeah. do need them to make the deal and all that stuff. And colleges pay a lot of money. I don't know if I've ever said, I used to write the, have I told this story? No. I used to write the amount of money I was making at a college on the like soft skin part of your thumb, bef- um, in between your thumb and your forefinger. Yeah. Like where you would write a mustache yeah. to put under your nose. So you could remind yours? So when you hold a microphone, it's very accessible. Right? <laughs> so you're holding a mic and these kids are like, boring, right? Because they weren't beaten like they should have been. And they're set out into the world and other humans have to deal with them now. Parent your fucking children. And then you're boring. And I would just go, <laughs> I'm glad you think that. And I'd look down and then it would be the amount of money I was making. And I'd be like, this can be boring. It's fine. And then so colleges are like that. And then also that's where jailbird comes in because corporates can really try to wrangle you in for very little money. And you have to have it. My, I think my worst corporate story is the guy got up on stage and he goes, hey, just to let everybody know, you know, we had a tough quarter. Christmas bonuses are not going to be handed out. Oh, no. But we did get you a comedian. And here he is. They dropped the bomb that they weren't getting any extra money that they're used to. This is like the fucking beginning of Christmas vacation. Oh, no. Right? Where the guy... where. Yeah, it's literally Clark Griswold. Yeah, it's, gets, it's uh, where he's already paid for half the pool. Yeah. And these people are like, what the fuck? And I'm like, hey, everybody, here we go. We're going to do some comedy. Oh, my God. It was, I mean, they burned holes through me the entire, with their, yeah. with their site. So um, you, you absolutely have, and, and here's what else happens. The, the people that are booking the corporates, like Jailbird, mm-hmm. They know what you need. They know the sound system. They guide you through all that stuff. And that is what makes a better show. Because I've also showed up to places where they're like, oh, uh, you needed a microphone? Yes. Dude, I fucking, I performed at like an outdoor barbecue with just my voice once. I was like, you guys very much led me to believe that this was in a building with equipment. And now I'm like, hey, y'all, welcome. Uh, I've, I've performed at a pulpit. Because they didn't have a, the only microphone they had was I've done that to too. a pulpit. And it's like, so you want me to tell jokes standing here like someone normally is going to tell them you're gonna go to hell <laughs> if you uh, are a boy and like wieners, you can't uh-huh. go to heaven. That's what you want from me. You want me to stand here and be like, hey, isn't that funny? My dad laughed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then people were like, well, this feels like church, <laughs> except our dad's coming back. We call him our father or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the simple moral of the story is if they, if that textile family could send me that money, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. You, you, so at this point you have to figure out is the money you promised my friend Sai, is it more or less than your home and your factory? Because yeah. the threat's been made. And, and I fucking meant it. I think a lot of people think I'm joking. I mean it. So <laughs> let's shift because... I can't wait till we have promised people we're going to do video. And we said we're going to do it in person. And I'm going to have to Zoom you in prison. Yeah. Or just be like, we have to be on the phones. Yeah, it's just it's just hay bales with a camera watching us talk be- <laughs> between glass. Yeah. Um, you know what's been really fun? So uh, one of my physical therapists, okay. Uh, one of my physical therapists, because I see two different physical therapists because they each have a different kind of skill set. They Specialty. each do a different thing. Okay. Uh, but it's an hour session with each of them. And I'm, I've been in physical therapy for so long for the disease. Like you develop these pretty deep friendships with these people. Okay. Uh, one thing that has, so like, you know how when you first start dating, you, a, a person you have, there's like, you're really trying your best and you're trying to make conversation. You never want to, you know, fart, you know, like all that stuff. I'll tell you this. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I was a monster to deal with at the beginning of our relationship. Yours and mine? I know. But that's not what I'm... So I... <laughs> but you understand the concept. Yeah, yeah. No, no you're trying to put your best foot best forward. Foot forward. So, you, so you can get in there and really show them your true self later. And then you get... <laughs> 
and then you get to a point of comfort and it's just like well this is just who i that's how deep i am in the physical therapy game so what we've started doing one of my physical therapists and i is i bring my laptop in and we just watch we just binge tv shows together like an old couple and he really likes true crime okay but he hasn't seen much of it he's kind of recently discovered (laughs) the genre of true crime that's like when someone have you ever had ketchup Yes, that's You're exactly like, right. Yeah. Did you know they that if you melt cheese, it's gooey? It's better. It's it's great. So I one day we were talking about true crime and I was like, have you ever seen, you know, from The Staircase, which is a popular one. Okay. And he goes, what's that? I go, uh, you've been seen The Staircase? What, uh, well, it's kind of like it came out, uh, you know, it was a lot like The Jinx. And he goes, what's The Jinx? I go, what do you mean, what's the jinx? It's like the one, the best one, it came after making a murder. And he goes, what's making a murder? And I go, the okay. one the one where they sent the handicapped kid to prison in Wisconsin? I tell you what, by the way, if this textile owner had tried to start his business in Wisconsin, they'd have probably framed him for murder at 16. Absolutely. That's what I think of your IQ. So I, oof, that was a lot. Cody. That was a lot. Are you a hugger, Cody? Cody, I'm going to want you to edit that one. Can you live edit that one out? Uh, But he hadn't seen Making making a Murderer either. So I have gotten to re-binge all of the top true crime series. And watch someone experience it for the first time. That's incredible. Oh, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. And we're in Ohio. So we... Growing up in Minnesota, when that thing happened in Wisconsin with making a murderer, mm-hmm. it was it was really those were the good times for Minnesota people because we were like, oh, you mean it's a big fucking state full of slap jawed morons? Like that was a nice time. Like the essentially Netflix put Wisconsin on blast in a very, very, very funny yeah, way. Yeah, because if you're a Viking, you grew up a Vikings fan, all you hear from Packer fans are, how many, how many Super Bowls do you have? And it's like, well, how many serial killers do you have? Because that's it's exactly a right. Lot. Yeah, how you just when was the last time you won a trophy? Probably a lot longer than my last domestic assault charge. When was the last time that you found a bunch of bones in a deep freeze? <laughs> Probably yesterday, motherfucker. Wisconsin. Home to Super Bowls and burn barrels with human remains in them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it was it was more of like a ce- that was more of a celebration. There's, it's weird for an entire state to take a victory lap over a over a tragedy over a fake conviction. Yeah. that's going to really affect somebody. Do you know how long I called the Green Bay Packers the Manitowoc County Packers? Ooh. Like. Five years into the documentary having been forgotten about. So, uh, but to watch someone from down here who doesn't have the, they, they get it. They have a similar thing with Kentucky. Because I think you're in Ohio, you're like, yeah, head on down to Kentucky if you want to never get paid by a textile factory owner. Like, they, they'll, they'll shit on Kentucky. So they get the dynamic. But yeah, he just doesn't, like, to have him go, like, why won't? Why won't Wisconsin fix it? I was like, why don't you head on up to fucking Fond du Lac and ask them yourself, man? I, yeah, it is pretty wild that they did that. I I love watching. So Kelsey and I watch shows together, but she doesn't binge like me. She She's happy with one episode a night. Okay. And as you know, I'm not a have a beer with dinner guy. No. I'm a, oh, are we drinking or not? Yes. Yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah. You're a Ethan's gambling. So I'm going to gamble. Uh-oh, Sai's going to sit behind both of us nervous given the amount of money that you two have on this game. Yeah, I think, yeah. So it's it's not like, hey, we should play DraftKings for $2 a thing. It's like, or we could just put everything we've ever made on the fucking Dolphins. Yes, that's exactly right. And so, uh, you know, and, and so I will sometimes watch ahead. I will watch mm. ahead in the episodes. And then I know what's happening. So she gets startled very easily, and I'm like, oh, shit, write this down, fucking 3116 <laughs> in episode seven. And I just kind of, I can see it coming, and I'll slowly turn my <laughs> head and just watch her come dangerously close to shitting her pants on the couch. Do you, does she, do, does she know you watch ahead? Oh, she's gonna. Oh, that's right. She, how is she still a fan of this show? I don't know. Because she, she messaged me something about an episode a while back, and I was like, you're still listening? She texted me this morning. She goes, so excited for a new episode on my flight today. I'm like, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? 
It almost what it's are almost you doing? it's the amount of wonderful. Yeah, I can't do it. I don't want to. That's not what this show is about. Yeah. It is. It's it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch somebody watch yeah, that you, a like a, a true crime documentary for the first time. And especially, yeah, if you've seen it. Yeah. You can just kind of like, oh shit, I know what's coming here. Do you think she's, I want to go back. I changed my mind. Do you think that she's going to feel betrayed by, because I, in our household, watching ahead, now it happens all the time. Okay. And we both, when the other person does it, treat them as though we've never done it. But it is, it is mean, it's as mean as we get to one another. I'm going to tell you this. I said watch ahead. Here is the reality. Oh, walk it back, Cody. I'm not going to walk it back. Walk it back, walk it back. I did say watch ahead. However, we started watching Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And I had seen the first, I can't remember, like three seasons. Mm-hmm. And so we watched it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So then I knew. Yeah. I knew when certain characters were going to be introduced. I knew when a loud crash was going to happen. Do you think you could have a you think you could have a sit down with Jenna and get her to watch some more dramatic television with me? For some reason in the last couple of years she's been like, "I don't want to watch I can't I couldn't get her to watch Handmaid's Tale, which I suppose I get if you're a, a woman. I couldn't get I her get to that watch that if you're a dude. That's a tough one. I couldn't get her to watch You, which I'm a big fan sure. of. I couldn't get her to watch What's that new zombie one on HBO that took everybody by storm this uh, year? All of us. All of us. I couldn't. The rest of us. The rest of us. All of us is a song I've been working on. Oh, is that like a bring us all together? <laughs> no. Well, there's people down south who are mighty mad. There's people up north who are mighty sad. Bring us all together. Bring us all together, Chad. Nope. So, I did like it. Thank you. I did like it. Uh, so, um, what were we talking about just then? That song I'm really shoot, rocked my world. I'm going to oh, shoot a right. textile so, owner through the heart it, with a crossbow at an arena. Was that from this episode? I can't remember. Anyways, I believe that she shouldn't watch those shows. You're ta- Here's what you're ta- asking her to watch. Okay. A fucking serial oh killer. Oh my God, am I going to get a speech? Okay, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. You're asking... Someone who has to go to sleep after these shows to watch something about a fucking straight up serial killer that built a glass cage in the bottom of a bookstore. Mm-hmm. You are asking her to watch. Spoiler alert. Oh, it's the first season. Grow up, America. Uh, what was the other one? Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. I mean, right. Of course. Sure, yeah. Right. Where there's just a bunch of people around a bed cheering Holding someone a woman. on. I don't know that they're cheering, but it they're is. They're definitely watching and like chanting and probably jerking it silently. Yeah. I think it's because that's a, no, I don't, no, you keep going. Okay. And then what was the other one? All of us. Oh, the rest of us. All yeah. of us is the song that you just yeah. read. Um, the rest of us is, uh, it's zombies. It's a lot White of like. White people, brown people, Asian people too. Hell, you could even throw in a Jew. It's time to celebrate all of us. That's skeet, that's skeet. That's no, I understand. I'm just thinking the phrase throw in a Jew. I don't know if that's going to fly necessarily. We're probably going to get some messages on that just phrase individually. Don't clip that, but I think this is a turn in Skeet McGraw's career where he's like, well, listen, folks, as the world awoken, I initially rebuked. I thought, I don't want to wake. I don't want to be one of the wokes. And then I took a step back after my second granddaughter was born, and I thought, what sort of world are you building, Skeet? And I I self-reflected for quite some time, and I wrote this album which is entitled Mistakes I've Made. Uh, The the first track is called... (laughs) I have managed to change my self-talk into positive, which is pretty crazy. And I've managed to start liking myself. But this... I felt dangerously close to suicide there. Listen to me. Number two song is called I Can't Wait to Watch Leah Michelle Swim. And uh, the third track on the album is She, He, They, Everybody. Uh, all I've of us. I've made a change. All nope. All of us is different. All of us <laughs> is more of a racially, uh, a racially uh, dedicated song. 
racial or ethnic or religionally uh, dedicated. And the song I'm most excited for, if I could tell you for a minute, Chad, before you close the interview here, do you have a moment? Yeah. The song that I'm most proud of that I can't wait to see released is called I'm Never Gonna Fight Dogs No More. (laughs) Now, are you fighting the dogs? Are you having the dogs fight one another? It's both. And so that's the reveal in the song. The first song, uh-huh. yeah, it's a, well, it's a reveal. Does it uh, end with you taking the dog to prom? No. They, well, great callback to an episode that will bring people up and have me message. <laughs> you, I, know, know. I know exactly why. So listen here. Uh, verse one is about my first ever experience at a dog fight. Okay. Right. Verse two is about getting into the dog fighting game, okay. becoming a dog fighting magnate. Verse number three, mm-hmm. reveal, I am now fighting dogs. You, you have been the one fight, fighting It's me dog. versus a dog, one-on-one. I'm going to take that pit bull on, no weapons. Now, they made the rule that the only way that I could, like, I can't, I have You're to bite You're going Leghorn. <laughs> Get it back. Get it back to normal. You are going, you are going old Southern man running for office. You got to get it back up. Well, I live near. There we go. I know. Listen, you sound like you're about. (laughs) You can't say you can't say foghorn leghorn. I I know, but now you sound like a southern lawyer that's trying to get a white guy off for a hate crime. Well, here's the deal. Excuse me, Your Honor. I would like to say something about my ladies and gentlemen. My client, the accused, could not have burned down that textile factory. So I, uh, yeah, Skeet, the reveal is Skeet is now physically fighting dogs himself. Okay. Uh, They made an exception to the rules. They are allowing a human into the dog fight, but he still has to fight with his teeth. So interesting. It is, and it's teeth and claws, but there's no punching. There's, I was going to say, you can't knock. choke. No, but so it's. Oh, you can't choke. I guess you're not going to those fights. <laughs> Are we done? Can we go, <laughs> can we go play sports? Can, I, can we go watch you play sports? You can watch me win. I don't know if. I, I know that's true. But I'm guaranteeing I win in Gergamu if we have enough uh, space. We're going to play it outside, right? Much like. The drive down to the textile warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am entering today's competition between you and Ethan, hopeful. And much like the textile show, um, this competition only has four people in it. <laughs> Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.